This episode of Latinos Out Loud is brought to you by McDonald's. You know our crew could talk about McDonald's all day long, and we'd still run out of time. That's because we can't get enough of McDonald's delicious menu. Filled with some of our absolute favorites, like their crispy golden fries, right? Mm. Mm. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's truly impossible to resist papitas, even when they're not your own. That's true. For real, I stay stealing my friends' fries. Oh, yeah, I always steal my friends' fries. Um, And my family's. (laughs) But um, let's talk about breakfast, all right? Because I love McDonald's because their breakfasts are out of this world. The breakfast platter is my favorite, you know? It's like a a build-your-own-breakfast sandwich kit. Yes, great choice. You know, and it satisfies my sweet and my savory breakfast cravings, okay? Mm. Let me tell you what it comes with, all right? Warm biscuit, right? Savory Ooh. hot sausage. Yeah. They got some fluffy scrambled eggs. You know how they do. They Love got it. the crispy hash browns. Mm. And, of course, to top it off, the golden brown hotcakes. Oh, my God. This is my breakfast platter paradise, okay? So wow. good. So good. Can I just syrup. say something? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, when the syrup makes its way to the other members of the platter, mm. when it creeps its way onto the fluffiness of the scrambled eggs and the hot sausage of the hash browns, isn't that right. like a home run? Rachel, <laughs> enough, all right? I'm hungry now. Um, Frank, what so is, what's your favorite McDonald's breakfast dish? Come on, guys. You know me too long. You know it's the sausage McMuffin with egg, okay? The, with the hash browns, mm. which fits perfectly in between the muffin and the egg. Oh, yeah. in the morning, it's, I mean, come on. You can't go in, I mean, the savory hot sausage, okay? With a slice of melted American cheese on top? With the crispy English muffin? <laughs> come on. It's like guys, a you know me well. Big, it's like a morning Big Mac. Oh, there you go. There you go. You hit it right <laughs> in the head, Jamie. Boom. Okay, okay That's Rachel, what it is. the guys, we're done talking. We want to know what's your, what's your go-to McDonald's breakfast dish. Yes. You know, I'm a sausage burrito type of girl. Discovering the green chilies can make for a tasty morning surprise, Frank. And I can count on McDonald's for a great one-handed breakfast, okay? Comes in very handy when you're a multitasking Mm -hmm. mom of two. And the sausage burrito (laughs) is loaded with fluffy scrambled egg, pork sausage, melty of meltiest cheeses, green chiles, and onion wrapped in a soft Mm. tortilla. That's my go-to people and wow. I got one hand to eat with and one hand to do whatever I got to do change diapers you know how it goes Teloeros, I mean after we eat our breakfast platters our sausage McMuffins with eggs and our sausage burritos there's only one thing we say to ourselves after eating McDonald's I'm loving it I'm, I'm loving, loving it. it yay Hello, Eleros. Hello. Sit down. Get comfortable. Let's talk about Zelle. Okay, you've heard about it. You may already be using it. Not sure. I know I am. And not just because they're such a great supporter of the Latinos Out Loud podcast. Thank you, Zelle. But because it's really easy to use and it makes the most sense. Uh, literally, dollars and cents. When anyone sends you money or if you need to get paid back, always ask for Zelle. With Zelle, the money goes straight into your bank account and it works even if the sender banks somewhere different than you in the United States of America. All right? Look, I be going out with the kids, the moms, the dads, the nannies, the grannies, the theos, the theos. We all sometimes hang out. We go to the park. We like to bring pizzas for the kids granola bars, you know, you got to mix it up, healthy, not healthy. And we all split the costs. It's real great when you find like a cluster of friends that it's just a given that someone is going to hit you back. 
And in this case, the like group of moms that I be rolling with, they see me rolling. All the moms and dads, we Zell. We use Zell and we pay each other back with Zell. It's great. It's very convenient. And I know it's going to go through and I know it's going to hit my bank account really, really fast. And the money goes straight into your account, typically in minutes. Seconds. I've seen it go through in seconds. Um, it's really, really fast. So like, you know that you'll be able to like, you know, go back to Trader Joe's or wherever you shop and buy some more of those frozen vegetable nests. They're so good. Everything in the frozen aisle of TJ's is good. All right. You also don't have to download another app because it's probably already in your banking app. So just double check, double check that you have the correct U.S. number, the mobile number and email address. This way, you know, the recipient is the right recipient and your money goes to the right place straight into their bank account or yours. So mi gente, LOLeros, look for Zelle in your banking app today. This is yoing. Yoing. But it's Latinos out loud. loud. LOL. It's a great name. It's what we do here. You know, you we can't LOL. It. You can't forget it. We yeah. LOL. Do you we actually LOL. write your LOL anymore and your texts? I sure do. Yep. And do you not? Do you not LOL? Are you done? I've like... gone I've gone full just um emoji or gif. Oh, or GIF. Wow. So when I'm laughing, I'll just put like a GIF of some, you know, like a somebody laughing, like a panda laughing or something, (laughs) you know, something (laughs) like you would want in a GIF. Or I would just be like, oh, emoji of me laughing or smiling. I don't I don't I'd still do LOL occasionally if I'm feeling a little frisky, but. Um, mm. for the most part, I, I've, I've gone all visual. So I well, don't... that's, that's really interesting. Cause I feel like I just in the news recently that an employee of a company somewhere got fired for sending a text message without using emojis. Did you Ooh. guys hear this? No, nah, I didn't know that. That's funny. <laughs> and what, so what, what's the reason for that? Okay, basically the corporate culture of the company where she was working at was that to use emojis in text messages or in Slack messages or whatever, however they were communicating. This happened in Australia somewhere. I want to say she was like a cafe worker. And because she didn't send a text message using the smiley emojis that I guess is the company's culture, she got fired. Damn. Yo, is that where we're at? So uh, you don't even type LOL anymore. You're just full emoji representation. As a writer, I'm ashamed for you. (laughs) (laughs) Well, not that I don't, I don't communicate in all emoji. It's not like, it's not like I have a bunch of emojis and you have to kind of decipher what I mean by it. No, but Jamie, it's just for the laughing part, for the laughing part. I'm like, oh, I want you to know that I'm laughing and I feel like a smiley face or the face of the laughing face, or just the, t- the, the face where Yo. like they show the teeth, the teeth really wide. The teeth, yeah. Um, I feel like people appreciate that more. They're like, oh, because you could put LOL and people are like, 
Is he really laughing out loud? I don't trust that. Oh, that's one thing that I will hold to <laughs> yeah. the grave. Like, if I put LOL, I'm really LOLing. Like, if I'm not going to mm. LOL, then I will use maybe the chuckling emoji to show that I'm chuckling or maybe smiling on the inside. But I do. I'm no bullshit. I'll write LOL. And I'll even give you a BOL if I burst out laughing. And sometimes <laughs> I do. Sometimes I, I BOL. Oh, you never heard of BOL? No, no, BOL. That's like, shit. you know, we always hear all the, all the time that people that listen to the podcast BOL on the train. And they're like, I'm the crazy lady listening to the Latinos Out Loud podcast, bursting out in laughter on the train. Like, oh, you know, be What about ROTFL, though? Oh, rolling, rolling on the floor laughing. I don't, I, f- okay, I gotta be honest. A text message has never made me ROTFL. <laughs> <laughs> is, is that abnormal? I don't feel like text messages are that, like, impactful that they would make you really ROTFL. I don't know. It depends on your sense of humor, I guess. We're getting really deep as like Yeah, we're getting deep with the emojis. I never wonder that went that what deep. What about but have you ever L O U I wanna fuck up this joke. <laughs> have you ever L U uh, uh What the f- what? L U Y, have you ever L U Y? Uh, S Y. Have you ever L U Y S S Y? I love this game. Time out. L U Y S Y Laugh under the sheets. <laughs> Wait, what is it again? L U Y. L U Y. L U Y. L U Y. S Y. S Y. L U Y S Y. Laugh under your shitty. Oh, you're close, and I'm just since you're so close, I'll just laugh until you shit yourself. Oh, damn, that's a good that's one. That's not. A, I don't think that's a real one, but I, I would put that if sometimes you laugh and it just comes out, and you're like, oh shit. Damn, again, that's like a again, dirty shit. If a text message is making you shit on yourself, you gotta really evaluate, you know, your emotional intelligence, as Mayor your Adams says. Or your bowels. Yeah, Johnny Depp's right. girl, I think. Or right? your diet. You need to evaluate your diet. Well, speaking of Mayor Eric Adams, um, okay, look, Mayor Eric Adams, I'm gonna ask you to do something, even though you probably don't listen to the Latinos Out Loud podcast, or maybe you do. Maybe he does. You never maybe know. Maybe you do. We know some yep. of your staffers, and I hope to see you at Gracie Mansion next week when we, or in two, well, in a few weeks when we celebrate Dominican heritage. Um, right. Yeah, yo, that's gonna be lit. We'll talk about that sidebar, but the celebration's right. back. Okay. Um, Mayor Eric Adams, could you please take a look at the New York City beaches holistically and <laughs> and make some improvements where there really need to be some drastic improvements made, i.e. Orchard Beach. Frank, Ooh. Frank, did I did Did you go, it. Rachel? You went, right? Orchard Beach, where the sharks get bitten oh. by, the, by the beachgoers. <laughs> the sharks, I, I feel like the sharks at Orchard Beach were, were not into, like, you know, biting. They were just into asking for Lucy's, you know, like <laughs> that's the type of shark that swims in Orchard Beach. Um, looking for loose Newports somewhere. Or like old, like West Side Story type sharks. <laughs> yeah, the ones that I are looking for I want to live in America. Uh, <laughs> I want to so swim bad. in America. Are you turning West Side Story aquatic? <laughs> Is this the 
the aquatic version of West Side Story? Because oh, I'm into it. Uh, <laughs> oh, shit. Mm, I, I you was in the BX. You was in the BX, huh, son? You was in the, the real shit. is real so, up in the BX, huh? Uh, wait, have you ever? You've been there before, right? No? No, this was my first time at Orchard You've Beach. You've never welcome, been there? Welcome. Like, not even in, like, as Guys, a kid? And... Never. This ain't Brooklyn. This ain't ever. Brooklyn. This is the Bronx. This is the Bronx. So it's in proximity. Let's look at it that way. In prox- proximity-wise, like speaking, it's really close to my crib. So I really would love for it to look nice because I could get there <laughs> faster than the beaches of Brooklyn. But I'm sorry. It felt nice upon arrival. I was like, oh, there's a big parking lot. That's convenient. It's right. like it's like crescent-shaped, so there's not a lot of walking Right? right. And it's a huge park. But then upon arrival to the beach, my my mood changed a little bit. Um, <laughs> I started I started, you know, in Brooklyn or in any other beach, I would say, or, or the really nice beaches, you know, you don't wear shoes. You know, as soon as you get off that boardwalk, I mean, yo, you know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah. Over here, you got to wear shoes. You got to wear Tim's over here. You, you never know there could be a shard of glass snacks. or something. You, yeah. <laughs> you bring your finest hazmat suit to Orchard Beach if you're going. Because oh, God is like, yo, mira, is that toxic waste? <laughs> or I don't need even... A little toxic waste, won't, a little toxic waste won't, won't kill you, honey. You can I, go to the... I saw everything on that sand from like the bottles to the needles to the concon to espagueti to, I mean, condoms, uh, a lot of mud. A lot of mud, I would say. Yum, um, yum, yum. I feel like they could have they could have filmed the, uh, the the first twenty minutes of Saving Private Ryan on that. Beach. <laughs> um, if, <laughs> like it's a war, it's a battlefield. <laughs> Potter's Field is not too far away, guys. Oh wait, and what is that? Because I. Potter's Fields where they throw like, you know, the deal, the, you know, the, uh, the John Doe's of the city, you know, they throw oh. them maybe it's like a few miles away. So, you know. Wait, how do you know about that? that I've done my homework, dude. Come on. Wow. Well, Frank, Frank, Frank Spiracy is in the building, yo. The waters of Orchard <laughs> Beach did kind of smell like corpse. You know, they do, so, yeah. that's not, I mean, mixed with the summer heat, you know, it's a nice, you know, it's not so bad, you know, instead of the beaches where you can see yourself in the water, you can see someone else <laughs> lying, <laughs> lying in the water. Yeah, man. <laughs> Yo, is that me? I look a little pale, right? Or, Paler or, than usual. Or a colony of vermin also. Oh, vermin, no. vermin swim in Orchard Beach. I didn't know Are the bronze rats know how to swim. That's an exaggeration. No, I didn't see oh, any vermin. I thought vermin. you actually saw some bronze. Bronx rats no. swimming. <laughs> nah, nah, but Rachel, you know, they've, they've fixed it up. They put a new basketball court, oh. I believe, a new handball courts. Yeah. Oh. And if you go back, they, you know, if you go back over there, they do a lot of, you know, barbecuing. Like, you know, they have a nice, you know, the, nice, they, the greenery is up, nice. I heard they put up a new shooting range. Um, <laughs> is that true? You mean the Bronx? The bro- nah. It's, it's, there's a lot of greenery that goes up there. You know that, right, Rachel? Yeah, I bet. I oh, bet. I, was, no, no. I brought some greenery. What you mean? I, I mean, hey, listen, you know, that that's always been like a place like, you know, the salsa concerts up in, you know, Orchard Beach. Right yeah. now, you haven't seen it, but back in the days, there used to be a lot of salsa concerts. You have a lot of Albanians, the Italians that still hang out there, the Puerto Ricans, obviously, yes. that hang out there. And the so good it's like, thing a, is that it's like it's an enclave next- of the old school New York there. And mm. it's next to City Island, which is like if you're exactly. in New York, in the Bronx, that's a great, that's the spot for seafood yep. if you're in the Bronx. Yep. 
Um, everybody in New York knows City Island. It's a thing. Anyway, Rachel. Also, I've never what, been there, by the way. Never been oh to City Island. What's wrong with you? Never. Hello. Wow, Frank. Know. You better, like, I, I don't oh, know, Rachel, man. Rachel, you you got to rent a car and go there, Frank. Oh, come and on, Rachel. And bring Rachel. You got to go to, like, the local, like, the there's, there's, like, one place over there. I mean, they throw chairs. Like, they bolted the chairs down since the fights have gone, like, really crazy. But the seafood is delicious. You and know you want to take over, me there? That's yeah, it's overlooking the water. It's beautiful. There's a parking lot. It's very. It's a very famous place. There's no fights. No more fights since they bolted down the chairs. There's no oh, more fights. Well, that's yeah. Smart. I mean, that was like. But the it's, seafood's it's delicious. A, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't think it's like <laughs> an epidemic of stuff like that happening there. Occasionally, stuff like that might happen, but that I, happens in BBQs too and shit. Like you just you still go to BBQs and get your sticky wings. And I that's see fine. the common denominator here because I hear that City Island is the birthplace of the Henny Colada. So oh. the Henny Colada, I could see leading to the yeah, same yeah, yeah, thing yeah. that those big drinks at Dallas BBQs leads to. You know? Wait, so Rachel, are there were any positives that you can give uh, oh. to, about Orchard Beach? Um. <laughs> wow. I thought you were going to have something like, yo, you know what actually like. Come on, you, you got to smoke out there. Like, come on, you got to smoke the sand out felt, there. The sand felt like sand. I got, I got, I got somewhat of a tan. So that was nice. And mm. it's a quick getaway. Uh, but I have to say, out of all the beaches that I've been to, I only give it two stars. Okay. Now, Ooh, uh, two days later, I went hit up CI, Coney Island, stomping grounds. Okay. And that was a good old time. Oops. Sorry. That was a good old time. Coney Island is still fire. Had a great time. Uh, you know, Brooklyn, we just, we go hard. Uh, had a great time. And I'm going to be going, doing this New York City beach tour throughout the summer. So mm. if, you, if you have a beach that you want to recommend or a beach that you want to give me, you know, just throw at me so I can give some, like, reviews like I did to Orchard Beach. Uh, you know, I keep it very real. That was very good. Thank you. You very real. You were like, the catcalling lifeguards were, you know, you get used to them. <laughs> yeah. One star. Um, anyway, send me your recommendations at Rachel La Loca. I'm going to be that beach, okay? <laughs> oh, that's nasty, girl. You know girl. what I'm saying? Because I'm that beach. And I want to hit up all the beaches. Uh, all right, all right. This summer. All right, guys. What else is going on here? I mean, I went to a pool. I didn't go to a beach. Oh. I feel like pools are, you know, you could just stay in the water the whole time. You could, you know, have a drink with you. Although, you know, where I was at, I had to cover the drink. So you didn't know it was alcohol. But oh. I think everybody understood as long as you cover it, it's cool, you know? Okay. Which, which pool you uh, went to? Well, my uh, well, Andrew Casanova, my nephew, uh, in in the complex he lives in in Jersey, they have their they have a pool. Oh, Amazing! Nice. So you know, like when you do when you go to a pool in the complex, it's like the people that live there don't really appreciate the pool. So oh, they don't even use it, right? They, really they don't, don't even use it. it. So it's like, I can't understand. I can't understand yeah. that. How? Like, Why? It's empty if you go at a certain time of in a, you know on a weekday, and so it's like. Um, you could just kind of chill. The lifeguards don't even give a shit. They're just like, yo, man, do whatever the fuck you want. <laughs> they're just chilling. Yeah. They're like, you know, they're on their phone or some shit like that. So that's good. Um, I like so pools, yeah, man. Just I, I like pools, but people pee in pools, you know? I don't know. Yeah. Pee, yeah. Well, I'm, I'm guilty as charged. <laughs> guilty as charged. Especially when you're drinking. Wow. I was getting nervous. You know, that, that, that scene in, in, um, Grown Ups when Kevin James pees and the, the whole pool's color. <laughs> <laughs> it just turns like a different color and shit. I was like, is that real? I think like, it is. Like, that happen? So I'm like, I hope I never go to a pool where that happens. All of a sudden, you just see like a bunch of blue around me and it's like, oh, snaps. Let 
like a ring forms, a yeah. neon blue ring indicating like, you are the culprit. No one else can be falsely I immediately be like Shaggy. I'd be like, the Shaggy appears. I'd be like, it wasn't me. You could be like, oh, there was like some remnants of pee in my trunks from before. It wasn't pee. It wasn't but pee. I saw you in the corner. It wasn't pee. <laughs> Why? Why? It wasn't pee? It wasn't pee. So great. Oh, man. Wow. Mr. Bladderman, Shabba. <laughs> um, I just... The connection I, between um, the 90s reggae and peeing in the pool, I won't understand, but it works so well. It just does. I... But I mean, I do that in the beach too. You know what I mean? I feel like oh, it's just, hell yeah. it just happens. Like I don't, it just, you don't even, sometimes you're in the middle of a conversation with somebody <laughs> in the beach and it's happening and you're like, okay. And you're just talking, you're literally talking as you're peeing. You're like, so, and then I went to the store and okay. it, the thing okay. was on sale. Okay. Yeah. So wait, I did that just over the weekend Whoa, and, I'm like, okay. and I'm like, wait a minute, is the water going to get warm is the water going to get warm where she is? Is she going to know? Or is it like seawater and like it's just, it's, the temperature's not going to change? I didn't know, but I had to let go. Mama had to let her rip with no warning. Oh, shit. Yeah, yeah. but I was, I was like, yeah. you know, like two feet away from her. So I don't know if she felt anything really. Wow. No wonder no one ever says, yeah, I got to go to the bathroom when they're in the beach or the pool. Nah. I got it. Yo, and let me tell you something else. I don't know, ladies. Sometimes you don't want to submerge. Like sometimes in the case of Orchard Beach, I'm not going in that water. No way. Unless I want like a third nipple growing the next day. I'm not yeah. getting in that toxic ass water. No, thank you. I mean, some people like three nipples. This girl does not. Um, so, yeah, like I didn't even know where I was going with the this. The guys at Orchard Beach like three nipples. Yo, mommy. <laughs> Yo, Mira. <laughs> I, I lost my train of thought. I like, uh, I like, let's have a threesome. Mommy. Well, you say you submerge yeah. yourself, I guess, just to relieve oh, yourself, right. you know? Thanks. Yo, sometimes you don't want to submerge in the water like an orchard beach. I was not going to submerge. Definitely not. Because wow. I knew my Toto would walk away with some kind of disease that I'd never heard of. And the doctor would be like, you went to orchard beach, didn't you? Yes, gynecologist. Yes, I did. You, you submerged the water. Yes, I went underwater. Uh, Miss Strauss, you don't were at uh, orchard beach, right? <laughs> right. Here are the antibiotics. Don't do that again. Yeah. Okay. No, seriously, I saw like little paramecium floating Man. by me. That is legit. I may not have seen swimming rats but i saw like microorganisms and like bubbles were coming out of them so they were breathing they were either amoebas or paramecium uh. anyway so if ladies Aye. here's a trick here's a trick i don't know you may know this already or or maybe i'm the only nitwit who does this okay if you don't want to submerge and get the toto wet or your hair wet or anything like that i like to just sit on the bank you know oh, sit where the, okay. the sit where the waves <clears throat> will hit you and when the waves come right up to like the toto line <laughs> you release the pee oh, with the wave snap. all right all right so you're sitting nice. on the sand looking like you're just enjoying twinkling your toes or twiddling your feet wow. or you know looking out into the horizon Smart. but when that wave comes release ah, release the urine release, release and let it flush into the waves of nature's toilet nice. But I'm imagining, like, I'm listening to a motivational tape from Rachel telling me to <laughs> release the urine 
and you will be one with the universe. Wow. It feels good to release, especially in nature's back. Or the way, no toilet paper needed. The salt is killing all the schwitz. It's great. Okay. Schwitz. And I, yo, beach bathrooms are the worst. Oh, shit. Like, I don't want I, to Gross. actually. Like I'd rather because I usually just change. I change in the parking Gross. lot. Like I don't care if people see my bare ass in the parking lot because you. I'd rather do it there than go to this beach bathroom that looks like like hell. fucking. It looks like a tidal wave fucking just hit, and everything's wet and, and the floors are wet, but it's like brown you don't water even mixed know with. What it is on the floor? It's, it's like, like flaky characters in there all the time. It's like... <laughs> yeah, like I'm fucking... I don't even want to touch the floor. Like I go in there and I immediately jump oh, on the sink. And like then Frogger. I try to just fucking balance balance myself on the stalls. Doing parkour and shit and then, in the fucking bathroom. You so never flush the toilets anything. in those places ever. No, you leave it alone. You don't want to touch even the flusher with your foot. Don't touch it. <laughs> Oh, that, that must be like the worst bathroom Ew. cleaning job ever. Oh, like God. The, when you have to go Yo, at the end of a God. beach day and clean up Please. the bathroom. fucking job, huh? Please no. don't ever put me there in an afterlife. Please. I'd rather clean up like a crime scene. I'd rather clean up like, yo... There was a fucking shootout here. There's fucking blood and guts everywhere. I'm like, nah, I'm good. Cause I I'm good with that. Because I used to be uh I used to clean bathrooms at Orchard Peach. So this is actually like uh, a step Ew. up for me. Oh, oh my God. I can't even imagine. Uh I'd rather like maybe work in a senior citizen's home, like cleaning up all the depends. Oh, like taking all the depends I, I, out I, I, at the end of the night, like going door to door and collecting them. I think I'd rather do that. Damn. That's how they I do don't it. Know. Yeah, I don't know how they do it. I hope I never have to find out either. I don't Damn, know. Bro. <laughs> That's such an impersonal way to do it. Like knock on the door. Yo, you got your diapers? You use diapers? Give me, give me, give me, give me, give me. I gotta go. I got a lot of rooms. <laughs> I, I, <laughs> Come on, Golden Girls, let's go. I got I got rooms. I got diapers to pick up. Your life doesn't depend on this, so can you hurry it up? <laughs> oh, my oh man, this is bad. Where are we going? Uh, wow. Okay, are we doing what are we doing? A podcast? I don't even know what Jeez. we're doing anymore. We're just like talking. What a summer, huh? Oh my this god. This is it. Well, it's the summer. summer. Well, we've been going to a lot of events. And I have to say, another event that I was really loving was where we went to go support our boy Danny Hastings, wow. Frank. That was, that was. Donny, I felt like, I don't know, man. That felt like, that was like the first event that I'd gone to that felt like old school New York. Old school. Mm. Wait, why? Because I think I know why. Tell me I why. I mean, it was just, you know, uh, Williamsburg, you know, you have that, you know, you have the, you still have the hood. That It's still hood there. It still has the hood aspect, but you still got the, you know, the hipsters and it's that mesh and that. And I, I guess we're coming back from COVID. This is the second summer, so everybody feels comfortable. I mean, me and you came out of there glistening, like in sweat beads. Like, oh my god! Come on, like that—that's how dope that that spot was, and the music was off the hook. And you know, we saw some people like Lyndon that we haven't seen in twenty years. That like, shout out to Lyndon McRae. Shout out yo. to Juan. Uh, we saw a bunch of people, yo. Uh, it was just you know, just I mean, he had a he had an old school like um, you know film set up all the way in the back with the red light how they used to you know produce the dark room the dark room how they used to produce film back in the day because danny comes from that background so i mean and i'm not gonna go into his work you know his work is on some other level well, so i want to jump in and say what i love about danny's 
art installations, let's just call them, his his uh, photography exhibitions. We've gone to a few of them at this point. So everything that was on display was on was um, printed, you know, like right. no no digital photography used here by our old school right. authentic friend Danny Cash, Danny Hastings. So we were at the AMPM Gallery in Williamsburg, dope spot. Like Frank said, there was almost a tour. When you get to the space, they created this traffic pattern. You walk in, you'll see some of Danny's hip hop photography, Big Pun, Nas, Little Kim, Kim. you know, Wu-Tang. the greats, Wu Tang. How can we forget? And then you walk further back and his dark room was mimicked. So you could see how he processed all that film down to the lighting. The lighting yeah. in the room was red. It was, it was crisp. Red. It was very, very flavorful. Um, and of course, all of his photography was on sale and also just up there for admiration. People were just going there to admire. I would say that he he really adorned every you know space on the wall and made it look really organized, beautiful. And it was a nice collective of his artwork. It was a great experience, but it was hot as balls. Okay, Yo. and that's why it really it felt w- like a New York experience from back in the day, Thank right? Because we was right. like, we were sweating. We lost like sweating two pounds, it. right? And people, so what? There was no, what? what there was no air there conditioning, was, but there were so many people in there. It was just, it was, and you know, I don't, I just feel like people haven't seen each other in so long that you just there conversing with people, and people just there, like all types of artists. Like I, you know, New York, you have a feeling like when you go to an event, it's like you see some heads, you know, the, the behind the scenes people. That you know that go to events, and I saw a few of those people, and those are the people that you know they go out to these events, and they like to politic and they like to network. So you saw a lot of that, you know, people just there politicking and talking, you know. Did you did you buy an? I haven't yet. I told him. I told him which one I wanted, but I was like, you know what, save me for last. If no one purchases, and I really want the Enter the Wu Tang album cover, Thirty Six Chambers, that is so iconic to me. It's one of my favorite albums. It's one of the only albums, and I purchased that album back in the day. One of the only albums that I I could literally listen from song one to the end, like the entire Enter the Wu Tang Thirty Six Chambers album is fire. Um, yeah, yo, uh, Wu-Tang Clan ain't nothing to F with. All right. Wu-Tang again and again and again. So shout out to Danny Hastings and shout out. We saw Joe Bernard of NGL Media. Shout out to Joe. Shout out to Mark Rain, who was in the building. Oh, man. We ate that chicken in that spot. What was that? Southern fried chicken, man. I couldn't forget it. I was finger licking good. Like for three days, I've been licking my freaking fingers, yo. That food was so good. In typical Frank, Rachel, Latinos Out Loud style. We were like, yo, the party ain't over. Let's go something to eat. We in Williamsburg. So we went to this like indoor outdoor barbecue spot that was open till four in the morning and had a grand old time getting some fried chicken, cornbread, right? Awesome. Mm. Some good authentic. Damn, that was good. I don't know what that was a good that was a good spot you took me to. I haven't eaten like that. Hey. In a minute. Thank you, Yelp, for providing the information. You know what I mean? I'm a Yelper. Thanks a lot. Yelper. All right. A Yelper. Shout out to all the Yelpers. Jamie, I know you a Yelper. No, I've never actually written a oh, Yelp interesting. review. Oh, interesting. I've never, I, but I go to Yelp all the time to look at the pictures of the food because I am someone who likes to see the, the pictures of food before yes, I eat in the restaurant. Yes. So um, Yelp always has a, like, you know, they have a, a library of photos and I usually, 
I, if you see me in a restaurant right before we order, you usually see me like looking at Yelp and I'm just, I want to see how the burger looks. I want to see how the, how the steak looks. That? I want to see how the hot, the hot Sunday, you know, hot fudge Sunday looks. That. You know? Yo. I want to see how the urinals look, <laughs> just in case, you know. I want to know. I don't want this to be a, ba- a beach bathroom situation. You know? Do they show the urinals? Because nah, that's nah, a nah. good idea, not for nothing. <laughs> I would love to see the bathroom pick. A Yelp for for restaurant bathrooms. We yes. gotta. We can. Let's do this. Jamie, you're a genius. You're a genius. I think. Um, I think we're on a Shark Tank with this. <laughs> um, okay, guys. Uh, we have a great interview this episode. So here we kicked it with Simon Dice, Colombiano, and we learned some pretty high flying facts about Simon Dice, didn't we, guys? Yeah. No, he's uh, maybe Danny Hastings will, uh, you know, take a, a, an album cover picture of his. That's something Dang, fun to put a, out in the universe, right? That's a collab right there. Woof. All right, well, let's get into this interview with Simon Dice. Check it out. Now a word from our sponsor, BetterHelp. Hello, helleros. Jamie, Frank. How well would you take care of your car if you had to keep the same one your entire life? Rachel, I don't have a car. Uh, uh, Jamie, I'm not talking literally. I mean, this is an ad for mental health. Oh. Okay, that's how our brains work. So why don't we treat them that way, right? Makes sense. Maintenance. We got to love our brains, okay? Love yourselves. And also, what's up, mental health Latino community, where you at? Let's get in touch with that. There's a lot of us struggling out there because maybe we weren't taught to be in touch with our mental state and to take action upon it. But it's real, yo. There's a lot that we're facing out there. Postpartum, depression, stress, anxiety, guys, relationships, anger, all of it. Self-esteem, eating disorders, grief. I mean, look, there's so much. And I know we're all doing a great job, but better help online is out there to make our lives a little bit easier. And we personally were sharing some of our personal things in, in a recent episode. You know, I was talking about, you know, being having social anxiety at times when I'm, you know, in a place where I don't know anybody. And I'm sure a lot of people deal with that to different, you know, different levels of it. Um, but, you know, I use this podcast as therapy, but yes. I could have easily just gone to better help online therapy. And, you know, the beauty of that is that, you know, they offer video, phone, even a live chat. If I just want to text my problems or issues or just if I just want to talk, sometimes you just need someone, someone new to hear you. Right. You know, whether and and that that helps. And Frank, I know you're going to like this. It's a lot more affordable than in-person therapy. You're absolutely right, Jamie. And that may get, get me to actually go see a therapist because I'm going to be honest, I've never seen a therapist and what wow. I love about this, that you can actually match with a therapist in under 48 hours. Wow, that's faster than most dating sites. <laughs> mm. Exactly, Jamie. <laughs> I get my own therapist in under 48 hours? Well, I like, this is why BetterHelp Online Therapy is, is the place to go. I agree with you. You can't beat this. Um, and you also can't beat that our listeners get that 10% off their first month at BetterHelp.com slash Latinos Out Loud. Yes. That's BetterHelp.com B-E-T-T-E-R-H-E-L-P dot com slash Latinos Out Loud. Let's get better. All 
right, you guys, this is the part of the show where we here at Latinos Out Loud interview someone. What's the word I'm going to use? Amazing, Amazing. Amazing. Three syllables. I love. (laughs) Amazing. Amazing. Okay. I love when our friends who are out there hustling holler at us and they're like, yo, Jamie, Frank, Rachel, we got this artist who's hot. Mm. You got to talk to him. So shout out to everybody at the Flow Lab for introducing us to producer, artist extraordinaire, Simone Dices in the building. Let's go. Simone Dices, Simone Dices. What does he dice? Check it out. You'll find out. <laughs> Simone Yo. says, kind of like Simon says a little bit. Oh, Simone best. says. That's the best. Yo, pero lo que Simone dice es real. <laughs> We'll be here all day. Pero Simon, <laughs> do you know what you got yourself into? You do know we're comedians and Frank is a conspiracy theorist. So the combination may call for some weird things happening in the next few minutes. Are you okay with that? That's I our disclaimer. It. I love it. I feel like I'm a comedian too. So let's go. Yes. Let's go. You yeah. do a lot. Actually, when we were looking at your bio, we're like, hold on. He's a producer. So he's working with other artists. Now he's the artist himself. So explain because we know know we love your new song mommy okay mm. it's rotating in my ear because it's very catchy and it's really awesome so tell us a little bit more about simon dice because my intro did you no justice at all who is <laughs> who is the real simon dice tell us hey guys no i'm so happy to be here well simon dice is this guy from colombia that Ooh-hoo. grew up with music I grew up playing guitar. I grew up playing piano. I studied some classical music and and I found myself songwriting since a very young age. So I was like, hey, how am I going to develop myself? Uh, I always wanted to be a pilot. So I had like different passions going on at the same time. And eventually, like during high school and and, and beginning college, I was like, look, I'm going to become a producer. I learned how to make beats, how to record myself while I wrote songs and you know, now I'm at this point where I'm very blessed to have like big platinum songs, collabs with great artists. I fulfill my dream to become a pilot. I'm currently an active flight no instructor. Way. No yeah. way! No wow. way! Are you like a singing pilot? Do you <laughs> sing while you fly? Is that like your thing? I do a lot while I fly. <laughs> Wait, but you could pump. You could like. Is it like when you're in a car and you can pump up the radio? You can you do that on the plane? Just pump up like. <laughs> Pump got the speakers going, or do you need to focus on like plain stuff? No, nah, no, nah, you don't have like once you're in the air and your crew's flying and you're very high, you know. I have my headsets that are Bluetooth, I pump on my beats, I start, you know, what? chilling wow. above the clouds, riding. I have <laughs> students, you know, I, I certify like students from all over the world to get their commercial license. So, no way, okay. yeah, have those you are, ever heard of this? This is such a crazy combination. It is wow. This is your pilot, Simon Dice, Simon Dice. Uh, speaking. Uh, you know, uh, sit back, relax, and here's my new single. Here's my yeah, new single, mommy. Spotify, Apple, all, everywhere you can download music. We That's good it. advertising. Just like fly, all your, fly your audience everywhere. Be like, yo, what's up? Just want you to hear my album real quick. We're no. at a cruising altitude of 50,000, but I really want you to pump up my music at an altitude higher than that, okay? Um, yo, Ooh. that's awesome. But you said something so key to me. You were like, I finally like 
I got to realize my dream. I don't want to paraphrase, but mm. you you said something about fulfilling your dream to become a pilot. So what's ear like what I'm hearing, I guess, is like most people come on this show that we talk to. And it's like, yo, my dream is to be an artist, to work with Faruko, you know what I'm saying? Mm. <laughs> to like work with all these big time artists. And but never have I ever heard someone come on this show or in my life say that their dream although they're an established artist because you're doing your thing um, is to be a pilot. I love that so, so much. It just shows that any dream is attainable. If you work your arse off, you just got to work at it. Wow. Okay. What do we talk about flying or being an artist? I know, or right? producing? Well, I, my first head of is all, spinning. Simone, I want to go because in your bio, uh, it's your, it says your mother was an event and concert producer and your father was a guitarist and music producer. So I want to know, obviously, like you have a musical family background, but did were they um, encouraging you to go into music or were they like, you know, find what you want to do? Like, we're not going to like force this on you. If you want to, you want to. And, uh, uh, you know, so how was that growing up? Were you immediately like, I want to do this or what, what was it kind of you were encouraged? I was blessed with with musicians here, you know, it's something that I was born with since I'm a very like young kid. I, I my family saw that I like to sing, that I like to play guitar. They got me into lessons and, you know, they've been very like understanding with what I want to do. They never judged me. They were like, you know, do what you want to do. And it was very obvious since a very young age that I was going to develop as a musician, as an artist. And you know, they just let me be and support me in everything I wanted to do. They were very supportive since I was very young. So I'm happy about that, you know. Now that I'm a parent, I understand that I, I actually advise all the parents, you know, hey, let your kids be, you know, help them out because you don't know what could happen. Now this makes sense. Now this is all making sense. Because I remember and you're a parent. I'm a parent. So when the babies were babies, we would like put them in the stroller to put them to sleep. But now I see why you became a pilot. Put their asses on a plane. They probably <laughs> knock right out. Knock right out. And then night night. And you're in like Jamaica. <laughs> That's amazing. And you're a genius. You're a genius. Wait, you're a parent. Tell us more about that. How yeah. are you a parent? To whom? Uh, I have a little boy. He's three years old. His name is Luca. And it's actually something I wanted. When, and now I'm very young. I had him when I was 23. But, you know, I was I, I actually I, I wanted to to have that blessing in my life. And I was very blessed with a beautiful baby boy. He's gorgeous. Mm. Incredible. So he changed my life. I feel like when you have a kid like the universe completely changed. Everything started becoming like incredible to me. I was focused on everything I had to do. I become this very responsible person. And now, you know, I have my kid looking up to me and I just want to make sure that he feels so proud. And I'm, I'm, he's 100% proud because his dad's just killing it out here. Right. Yes, papi. Okay, yeah. papi, now tell us about mommy. Tell us about this single mommy, the inspiration behind it, and, and why why mommy? Mommy, well, I'm going to start as, as how I became an artist. I've been producing. I have over 60 songs catalog, over 10 multiplanum. I work oh, with Sedge. Damn. I work with... Farruko, my first song, a uh, big song was Inolvidable. Uh, on the remixes, Daddy Yankee, Zaycon, Sean Paul. I produced with Emilio Flow, The Avengers. Uh, my recent hits I have with Ryan Castro, who's number one in Colombia. I collabed as an artist. Right. 
with Mirate Bien, Jay Kile, Simon Dice, Ryan Castro, if you guys want to go hear it out. And then his last single, QWB. And then I was like, wait up, you know, I feel like I could uh, give myself more value as a producer, becoming an artist and just dropping, even though I'm not going to sing at first, just dropping music with my name, with my brand. Because now, you know, I'm on socials, I'm on TikTok, I'm on Instagram, and everybody's like, Simon D, say that dope producer, I want to work with him. But guess what? You know, prices went up. So let's go. (laughs) (laughs) Arriba. Mami, uh, Mami is the first single of my EP called La Liga. As you guys know, The Avengers, uh, that uh, EP I produced with Emelo Flow. Mm-hmm. Well, this one, I decided to do it on my own and collab with my producers because I have a team as well, songwriters. And Mami is the first song, very fresh reggaeton song, very Colombian type of sound, which is very fresh. You know, right now, Colombia's killing it Facts. with this new upcoming talent. So uh, I've, I've gotten very positive feedback. Mommy's a song I real I could just replay. Everybody's loving it. So it's the first one of La Liga. La Liga's my EP. And it's six songs that are just gonna go out and and you know make everybody dance and be identified. I would love if we could just play a snippet of the song on this episode right here, right now on Latinos Out Loud. Can we do that, Simon D say? Is that go. cool? Yeah, go ahead. Yo, we were dancing up in here. Yeah. If you're not watching the video version of this, um, th- this we were we were bugging out. Like this is like perfect time because this is like a summer type song. Like you just oh, want to yeah. like be up in the beach in the pool, uh, yeah. pumping this really loud. Uh, and and Simon, I I want to ask you as a producer, right? Like I was watching the Kanye West documentary, and you could he had kind of a thing where like. You could see in the documentary that he, you know, he was a great producer, but he was like, I want to start using some of these beats for my own stuff. You know what I mean? So is that a thing that like, are you as a producer now that you're doing, you're performing uh, your own music? Are there times when you're like, man, I'm going to keep this beat for myself. Like I could, <laughs> I could give this beat to someone else, but this is I'm just too it. good. I want this for me now. Or, do you sometimes get selfish for your... For your own beats? You know what? That's a great question. I used to be like that uh, a few years ago, but, uh, you know, I understood that music, the industry is a business. And yeah. I understood that the way that I had to do, since I didn't have that economic push, because it takes a lot of money to become an artist, for me to make it was to become that person that would collab with artists, to become yeah, that yeah, producer yeah. that would, you know, open doors and go to every studio. Hey, this is Simon Dice. This is my beats. This is my songwriting. This is my talent. I'm going to make you boom. Because now, after everything I've done for every artist, guess what? I just have to pick up the phone, call Jay Keyless. I want a song with me. And he's going to say yes. Or I'll just call, you know, whatever, Sedge, Daleks, and they're my brothers because I've given some of my talent to them. And now... Now I can be selfish and say, you know what, Simon Dice, this is what I want. But it took, it was a process. So it, t- it took understanding that being selfish at the beginning is not the smart way to go. You need mm. to yeah. really develop, a, um, you know, um, not, how do I say this? A, a repertoire, a catalog with people. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. then the, I, I got myself being known. So now that I'm known, I could become selfish. I didn't have that chance, <laughs> you know? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, no, and, and, and Rachel can can also attest to this fact of, you know, right, uh, like comedies like that too. Like, it, you know, 
You can write, if you're a writer and a performer, sometimes you write stuff and you're like, should I keep this Ooh. line for me? Or should, but then it's like, oh, I also like, you know, I appreciate when someone gets a laugh from a line I wrote, even if I'm not saying it on stage or something like that. So it's, it's, you do have that, that collabo kind of thing in comedy as well when it's coming to jokes and, and Rachel, like you, you know, we've, we perform live. So, and you've written and performed as well. So you, you know how that is too. Mm. I want to jump off of that, actually. Let me piggyback because, wow, Jamie, sometimes you and I, like the thoughts enter our brains at the same time because I was going in that direction. But I was going to say something along the lines of as comedians, writers and performers, we have this multifaceted approach to comedy like you have this multifaceted approach to music. Now, my question to you based upon that and what we just discussed is, do you find yourself having to turn a switch on and off when you play those two different roles? Mm. So, un por ejemplo, is when I'm writing... I'm a writer. Like, I, I am playing out some of the things in my head. Like, I'm acting it out, you know, but I'm also relying on other people out there with tremendous talent. And sometimes we write for those people specifically so we know what their capabilities are, as I'm sure you do with other musicians. You know, when you're producing beats for a certain musician, you probably know, oh, XYZ is going to kill it on the track. Mm, I'm yeah. trying to sound cool, but I'm not a musician. <laughs> so bear with me. Anyway, back to the question. The question is, do you find yourself having to not code switch, but, you know, modulate between producer and artist how we modulate between pr comedian performer and comedian writer absolutely i definitely do and i'm very clear and and when i go to a you know now i know if i'm going to a session what's gonna happen i'm very prepared you know so i have a catalog for each artist when i work and you know i make the songs already for them or so it's different when i'm working on my project like when i work for la liga it's like okay, I'm an artist, this is gonna be my music, so I'm gonna choose my songs. But when it comes to being a producer, it's Simon Dice on the boards, and I'm, I wanna give you the best sound. I'm not gonna be, you know, selfish. I'm just gonna wanna make you look great and sound great. Yeah, it's interesting. I mean, just to go back to it, like I would imagine as producer, you're looking at things more holistically, right? Like no pun intended, but across the board. You know hmm. what I mean? Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're you're the like you're leading the symphony. You're yeah. the you're the one with the you know the composer. Um, whereas it, as an artist, you're like playing first clarinet in the orchestra. You know, um, and I really think that's fascinating. And you're a pilot. God damn it. I don't oh, know how the. That still and, has me stuck. And I'm stuck dad, with the pilot thing. A yeah. dad to a. Th I have a three year old. I have one of those. Okay. <laughs> um, so I know how much work that is. And I have the male kind also. I have a little male three year old running around here like Debo on the bike. <laughs> I swear to God, I tuck my chain in when he comes upstairs. I'm like, look at this. Kid. Simone produces music, he produces babies. Like, wow. You know, he's, he does everything. <laughs> Simone, multi talented. You're multi talented. That's what I, that's what I, that's what I'm, I'm like. What do you attest that to? Like, what, where do you get that from? You know, you decided, mm. you know, I heard when you said you decided you wanted to have a kid at a young age. Like, you decided early you wanted to be a pilot what do you attest that to what is that in you you know you could you could you could produce you could sing what is what do you what is it in your brain that you have that what, what is that magic Ooh. thing that you have i just 
I just feel like you put the limits on yourself and it's up to you where you want to go. And I found that a lot of people maybe don't feel like things are harder than they really are. So, mm. you know, if I want something, I'm just going to be the best at it. And it's, and it's, I've been proving it just, you know, by working really hard, I wanted to learn how to produce. I, I was hours and hours and hours on YouTube, how to make beats. I wanted to learn how to play piano. I was in hours and hours uh, playing the piano. I wanted to become a pilot. So I put in the time, you know, it's about putting the work. Some people just don't put in the work. I feel like I'm not scared of putting the time to become what I want to do or to do and make things happen. Mm. Wow. Wow. Bendiciones. This is getting deep on all types of levels, yo. Another board joke. Levels get it. He's a producer. Slipped it in there like a doozy, like a spitball. You know, I just kind of threw it in there. Um, okay. Simon dice. We've got to wrap up this interview, sadly. It's been really nice. I know, but look how time flies. Why do you guys continue getting mad at me? Wait, 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 wait. Wait, wait, wait. make the rules. We're not done yet. Let's have one more question each. One more question each? Fine. Okay, my my next question is, we definitely have a lot of aspiring Simon Dices listening to this podcast. Like, the aspiring producers, or in this case, pilots, or fathers or artists. <laughs> There's a lot that you can shed light on right now, my friend. Um, yeah. Pero, I would love for you to offer out some advice other than all of the other wonderful advice that you've already dropped. I mean, I'm listening. Um, but give us some advice about that hustle, the grit, the fire it takes to do what you've done thus far. And we know you're not finished, boo. But mm. we just want to know what you can tell those youngins listening to our Latinos Out Loud podcast right now. Okay, well, uh, nowadays I would recommend upcoming artists and and producers, songwriters, etc., to utilize the platforms that we have. Now we are, you know, blessed. We have TikTok, we have YouTube, we have Spotify, we have all these different type of social media that could get you places. And back when I was 18, we didn't have that you know, place to show our talent. So I encourage you, uh, upcoming artists, upcoming talent to take advantage of the social media. Definitely that's what's happening right now. You have to evolve and, and continue with that. And also learn about the business in the music side. You know, it's a business, you know, have your team, have your lawyers. If you really want to live off music, it's definitely oh, yeah. something that mm. you need to know. A lot of people just make music and, you know, get, get a percentage and don't know that they deserve a fee, that they could get master points, etc. So it's a business. So that's on the music side. And uh, being, you know, a father or a pilot, come on, you, we're here. You don't limit yourself. You can do it. So that's right. my best <laughs> advice. Wow. You can That's do it. Awesome. You can yes. do it. Yes. Um, Simone, um, just, I guess, one, one last plug for your EP. Um, um, as far as what do you think your main theme? Do, and if, if, I don't know if you make albums with a theme in your head. And if so, what is the theme of this new EP? Uh, like personally, like what do you, what does it represent? What does it mean to you, um, this, this album? This EP uh, for me is all about teamwork. That's why it's La Liga. It's mm. very like like a sport. Mm. Like you know, uh, this is something that you need a team in order to make it. Uh, you know, especially we are upcoming artists. 
Uh, even though I could be, you know, have my background as a producer, as an artist, I'm upcoming. So as a teamwork, as La Liga, you know, we're getting uh, all followers from every different artist in the in the EP. We're combining our powers, our talents, our nice. voices. So it's teamwork that that uh, defines La Liga. Nice. La Liga yeah. Assemble. Let's yeah. go. Let's go. You, let's you, go. You. Let's go. You, as- you assembled quite a few people for the track for Mommy. So yeah. that's that's nice. You got your you got your click. Yeah. I got my click. <laughs> <laughs> and I and I took them all to fly. And I interviewed them while I flew the plane. So that's gonna no be so way. <laughs> Yes. It's multitasking, yes. Multi, the multitasking. That, right here. The, the convergence of your worlds are fascinating. They, <laughs> they work so well. Keep it going. Keep, colli- keep making your worlds collide. It's so good. <laughs> nice. Thank you. Thank you. But thank don't you. make the planes collide. Don't oh, make the planes. No. <laughs> okay, please. Keep, let's keep, keep the path. Keep the path. Uh, Frank, do you have another question before we have to say adios for now? I don't want to say adios. Simon, hablando de la liga, eh, how do, you know, Latino artists from all different countries, how do, how do that, how does that keep on working? How, how do we do that? You know, Colombia, Dominican, Puerto Rico, the Cubans, mm. you know, I'm sure there's, you know, Brazilian artists, all these artists, how do we make it continuously grow and come together? Well, you know, we're, we're a family. We're uh, the urban movement, reggaeton, R&B, trap. We're all a family. We got to just combine. And uh, we have different styles, the Colombian reggaeton, the Puerto Rican, even Brazilian sounds. So, you know, just uh, let's all come together and share our, you know, the sound. And that I think it's how we can all get to where we want to get. All right. Yo, his music is literally on every platform. Just search for Simon Dice and he will pop up. And the new single Mommy is out there and it's hot. Rock it in your cars, your Bluetooth speakers, or if you have a jet or a plane like Simon does, rock it in your plane. (laughs) But yo, one time for Simon Dice, people. I want to get on a plane with Simon as the pilot one day. And I want to go like and get my wings. I don't know if they still do that anymore where like the pilots give the kids the like wings. I want to be a grown up getting wings. Be like, oh my God. It'll be like a chain. chain. Yo, it'll be gold plated wings. Yes. Yo. You could also give me wings in the form of a gold cap and I'll mm. rock it on my tooth. <laughs> oh my wow. God. Gladly. Wow. Oh my God. Yo, thank you for your time, Simon. And God thank bless you, and best of luck with all your endeavors, yo. Thank Keep you. Thank you. It. Thank you. Yeah, thank you guys. It was a fun interview and I will see you guys soon. Whenever you come to Miami, let's come to Rich Music. I'll invite you guys, you know, <gasps> yo. to have yes. some fun. So it's, it's your house, you know, my, my label, whenever you guys want to come. That's all, that's all, man. Thank you so much. Thank Send you, the plane up. We'll be a JFK in an hour. Thank you, guys. Simone. Ciao, Thank you, Simone. Say. Nice meeting you. Yeah. Bye. And we're back. Amazing. Yeah. Simone dice, Viva Colombia. Guys. Colombiano. Can you believe that he's a pilot and a dad and a producer Ooh, and an artist? Wow. This guy's no joke. Oh, my goodness. He's a jack of all trades. Well, check out his music available on every single platform. Seriously, he's out there. Check out his collabos with the likes of Farruko and Tony Dice. He's been out there for a minute. Um, and he's hustling. He's hustling. He's a hustler. And check out his new song. And there's a video on YouTube. Check it out. It's called Mommy. And I Mommy. hope to have him back on the show. Guys, what do you think about some Kelo Care real quick? Yes. Let's do Let's this. Go. Let's do it. Let's do it. 
right, it's Keloke. Anybody want to go first? Who's got some Keloke? Keloke? Um, let me just shout out uh, big ups to the peeps at Yero.com. News and Aye. It's the news and lifestyle platform for Latino men. And uh, you know they always have the lowdown on the latest stories impacting Latinos, and we love Woo-hoo! them for it. Yes. If you don't know, uh, well, now you know. So go to Yero.com to find out what they're all about. Yes. And if you want to find out that. what I'm all about, go to my Instagram, Jay Ferns, Instagram, Jay underscore Ferns, Twitter. Um, yeah, that's it for now. All right. Franklin Nibs. A huge, huge shout out to New York City. And I mean, the city is popping right now. Like I haven't seen it in two and a half years. So big shout out to all my people in NYC. We're doing it. We're getting back to how it used to be. I think it's even better than before. Like all I've been going to a lot of house like events in Brooklyn and downtown. And I haven't seen people partying like this in a minute. And it feels good. It feels like New York 2.0, yo. So shout out to New York. I don't know if Eric Adams is doing his thing. He looks dressed up. He looked like the Matrix the other day. I don't know what he's doing. <laughs> wow. But whatever it is that's happening. Neo? Mayor Neo? Mayor, yeah, Mayor Neo. I mean, no, Mayor Morpheus. <laughs> Mayor Morpheus. <laughs> I don't know what he's doing. You know, whatever he's doing is is working. Is look is 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 looking on the up and up. So shout out to New York City, you know my peoples. You know how we do. Maybe the swag is rubbing off, you know, and he's working out. So yeah. maybe he's you know inspiring a lot of Yo, people. Yo, he looked like a he looked like a papi chulo. He looked like he's in you know Equinox, you know, like bright and early, you know. All right. He gets his Starbucks about you know six thirty, you know. I like it. <laughs> Um, Mike Eloque is just to follow me, please, at Rachel La Loca, R-A-C-H-E-L, La Loca, across the socials. Right. Let's talk. No big whoop. We also have a phone number, 978-LATINOS. Give us a call. Tell us what's on your mind. No big whoop. Any issues affecting your Latino family? We want to hear about it. Not personal. You know, <laughs> not really the personal stuff. But what is affecting your community? Holler at us. All right. Yo, shout out to all the LOLeros. Shout out to Frank and Jamie. Everybody else who's hanging out this summer. There's going to be so many stories to share. So please stay tuned to the Latinos Out Loud podcast. On that note, we out.